0: Welcome to Mind of a Football Coach, episode 10. Today, we're going to talk about execution and how uh, your company or your team or your classroom can can execute at a a very high, high level. This podcast will be on iTunes. It will also be up on my blog site, ZachDavis24.blogspot.com. And I will also include a link to the Buzzsprout website where you can find... Uh, this podcast. so we are officially moving to game seven in our season. Uh, we are we are three and three at the moment and uh, we just came off a, a big win last Friday night and our guys played well uh, you know super proud of, of their effort and uh, we are we're now in in the week seven uh, of the 2000 excuse me, uh, 17 football season, and uh, really just felt like I wanted to do a podcast on a, one of my favorite topics, which is which is execution. Uh, you know, growing up as a as a player, I always played uh, underneath really really good coaches. Uh, I went to a couple of different high schools, and all three of those high schools have won multiple state championships. And then they've all won at least. Seven state championships. The couple of high schools I attended, um, and learned a lot playing underneath those coaches, and learned a lot uh, playing underneath a couple of coaches in college. Um, you know, Danny Rocco at Liberty being the one I finished um, under, and he's now the head coach of Delaware. My offensive line coach at Liberty, Scott Walkenheims, now the head coach at VMI, and really took some valuable lessons uh, from from playing underneath guys like that and then when I got to my coaching career uh, coaching underneath guys that have developed uh, great young men uh, programs that continue to be successful and uh, just just molded the way I think about football I think about life and uh, you know it's, it's cool to see the correlation between uh, what happens on the field and and what happens uh, in the classroom, in the business world, in your personal life, that, that if we focus on the right things, that we can be successful in any uh, avenue uh, we are pursuing, uh, that there are, there are core values, there are, there are base notes that have made people successful for thousands and thousands of years. And I just, I think focusing on execution is a huge, a huge piece of that. it's just not what you do necessarily, it is how you do it. How are you uh, reaching your goals? Are you setting goals? Um, you know, I'm not a huge goal setter. I'm more of a a process guy, which I've done a, did a whole podcast on on process. But think about how you are going about your business. Uh, I know one of the hardest things to change is human behavior. As a as a head coach and as a teacher, that's something I'm constantly trying. Uh, To do with uh, you know my staff or my students, you're trying to change behavior, trying to help people uh, perform at a high level, and then I have people that speak into my life as well and tell me, hey, you're a knucklehead, you need to do this uh, better or or, um, change, you know, do something unique or go back to this concept or philosophy, and uh, it's always good to have people speaking to your life and, and give you. Give you vision about how to execute at the highest uh, level. Uh, today, I want to reference a book. Um, yeah, actual paper book. Imagine that. Uh, it's called "The Four Disciplines of Execution" uh, by Chris McChesney and Sean McCorm- Sean Covey. Excuse me, Covey. I think that's how I say it, Covey and Jim uh, Huling. Uh, this is a number one business bestseller on the Wall Street Journal's list, and it's a book that I bought. Actually, it was given to me as a gift, I believe, in 2013, and my head coach at the time recommended it to me. He said, hey, if you really want to understand how I think as a head coach and a manager, people buy this book, and it'll really help you you know, become a better, a better leader. And, um, you know, I did and I read it and it, the book really could be boiled down into about probably 50 pages, but there's a lot of stories and diagrams about how these guys, um, process working. And, uh, what I, I got out of the whole thing was, um, you know, you need to make sure they talk about setting like what they call wigs, wildly important goals, um, which, which are awesome, right? You know, I I think, you know, I'm not a big goal guy. It's kind of where I differentiate between um, me and them, but I love how they talk about when they set their goals that uh, they only focus on one or two wildly important goals. They don't try to focus on a bunch of different things uh, because we, our brain really is not good at multitasking. Um, you know, we need to focus on just one thing uh, at a time. Um, I'm reading from the book. It says the prefrontal cortex, the brain's gateway, just can't handle the daily flood that comes at us because it is designed to deal with teaspoons rather than tidal waves of information. Uh, you know, that we would focus on uh, one thing at a time. Now, in this... <laughs> In this day and age, uh, cell phones, iPads, computers, um, you know, shoot, iPhone watches, uh, you know, we are, we can constantly be distracted. And, you know, I, I think that that hurts our, our focus. I think it hurts our productivity um, that we would just, you know, put it down, put it away, uh, try to focus on one thing at a time. And I think that would definitely help us uh, be more successful in our execution. uh, And I'm reading from the book again. It says, the more you multitask, the less deliberative you become, the less you're able to think and reason out a problem. Um, You know, so just if you have an issue with your company or a football team or a classroom or or what have you, uh, you really focus on that issue and find out how can I do this the best. Uh, put away the cell phone, put away um, the computer screen. Uh, now, you may be using your computer to work like I am. I'm recording on my, my computer using QuickTime, so I have to have the computer out. Uh, but everything else is away besides my notepad, right? Yep, notepad and uh, my book um, because I wanted to do this podcast today uh, to help somebody that's listening. Maybe it only helps one listener. I don't know. I don't even know how many people listen to this, but... uh you know, try to, try to help them. So, uh, you know, going forward, we want to look at, you know, how do we execute better um, besides just focusing on one thing at a time? You know, what's a, what's a process we can use to, uh, to be better at executing? And I think the biggest thing for me is think how, not what. Like, how am I going to get this done? Because there's a bunch of different ways that uh, you can skin a cat. For, for a lack of a better, better term, um, you know, I think football. I think uh, there's – when you watch film, you know, just cut up 200-something clips of the team we're about to play. Uh, you know, I, I love using huddle and cutting that film up and, and when you're down distance, yard line game, um, personnel, offensive formation, offensive play, and putting that into different cut-ups because I think it helps uh, you know, our players to understand and our coaches what – what the other team's trying to do. But, you know, think how. Like, So how are we going to attack this team's offense? Not, let's change our scheme every week. Or if you're in the business world, let's not try a new product every week. Or if you're in the classroom, let's not just try a new teaching strategy every day. Think, how can I use the tools that I have to the best of my ability? Um, that is where excellence happens is where we think about how can we do this not let's just try the new thing or try the new thing try the new thing well i mean i think, I think about football schemes schemes come and go you know trip you know, single wing was big back in the day the box offense wing T spread pro style uh, triple option you know at either under center like Georgia Tech or or gun like in Mexico you know all these different teams run different Concepts and they all have varying levels of success, uh, you know, and that's a, I love football for that reason that you can run different offensive schemes, defensive schemes, and still have success. But the guys that are that are good at it, the teams that are good, uh, execute at a very high high level. I know the offenses that cause me uh, the most anxiety are the ones that uh, execute their limited number of plays. Very, very, very well Uh, with enough window dressing and plays that protect it, um, you know, to keep their main, main plays working at a high level. But man, those those teams are hard to defend because they're really good at what they do. And they have answers uh, to your answers in their, in their system because they, they only run a limited number of things. So their the coaches know the answer. And even the players know the answer a lot of times. They know we're going to go to this if they're stopping, stopping this. And, you know, I, I think the reason teams like that are good is because they say no to good ideas. That there's a million different things you could do in football or in the business world, right, or in your classroom. Uh, but I think good is the ultimate enemy of great. That oh we're pretty good at that. Well, pretty good doesn't get you very far <laughs> in life. I'm not talking about wins and losses in the football field. Um, I'm talking about life. I'm talking about uh, what's your work ethic? How committed are you to your plan? Uh, you know how hard will you work when things go well? Because I know a lot, a lot of people, right, including me, right here, raising my hand, literally raising my hand. Uh, you know, when things go well, you kind of over, you overlook the things that. Maybe you should be correcting, and maybe it'll come back and bite you in the butt, uh, which is done. Or maybe when things are going bad, you're all down the dumps. Again, raising my hand doing this podcast. Uh, you know, that we was focused just on on how, how to be great. Uh what uh, can we use that's at our disposal uh to be the best that we can possibly be? And uh you know, I think most of my listeners I uh, listened to this podcast on an Apple device, and so I, I want to read you a, a quote from um, the CEO of Apple, Tim uh, Tim Cook. It says, uh, "We are the most focused company that I, we are the most focused company that I know of, or have read uh, of, or have any knowledge of. We say no to good ideas every day. Uh, we excuse me." We say no to great ideas in order to keep the amount of things we focus on very small in numbers that we can put enormous energy behind the ones we do choose. The table each of you is sitting at today, you could probably put every product on it that Apple makes. Yet Apple's revenue last year was forty billion dollars. Uh, you know there will always be more good ideas than there is capacity to execute. Uh, I've... I love it. You know, Apple is the most successful company uh, on the, on the face of the planet as far as technology companies and you could fit all their products on the table. I'm sitting at it's a conference table. You could definitely fit all the products they make on this thing um, easily. And they make, what do you say? He said they make $40 billion a year. Or last the the and in the quote it said they made forty billion dollars last year, which I'm not sure what year that is, but man, that's a lot of money, right? They're obviously very very uh, successful, right? As Stephen Covey, the author, one of the authors of this book, says, you have to decide what your highest priorities are and have the courage, pleasantly, smilingly, unapologetically, un- unapologetically to say no to other things. And the way you do that is by having a bigger yes burning inside. Um, and to get to that, you're going to have to change people's uh, behavior, which that could be a whole, a whole another podcast. Uh, Cause that is, <laughs> that is very, very difficult. And, um, you know, I think one of the big, the big things you can do for that, um, you know, is just focusing on, excuse me, uh, just focusing on very uh, small Battles to fight, not necessarily uh, wars. You know, I, as a as a head coach, as a leader, I try to fight battles I can win. Um, you know, don't don't try to fight battles you're not going to win. Uh, I know early in my career as a head coach, 2015, not too long ago, um, you know, I was trying to win every battle. Right, I was trying to we're going to this is going to be be perfect, and we're going to do it this way. And you know, and then you know, as I've, I've done this for going on my third our third season here. Uh, there are certain battles I just I don't fight, um, you know, because for one reason or another. But I, we are definitely this this second third year uh, we're winning we're winning the war. Uh, you know we're we're getting kids into college. Our grades are the best they have ever ever been. Um, you know last year and this year um, you know we've had uh, almost as many wins combined. In 2016, 2017, than, than this program had in the previous five years combined. Um, you know, we're winning. We're winning the war, and uh, and, I, and that's not just a wins and losses thing. You, you talk to our kids, you talk to our teachers. Um, you know, our kids feel confident. Uh, they have more self confidence. Uh, there's more of them graduate. You know, hopefully, they all graduate high school, but they're graduating high school and going to college. Uh, we have teachers in the building talking about man. These kids are a pleasure to teach. Uh, they're really invested in their academics, and you know a lot of that's because of our football program. You know, we check their grades very often. I got a whole stack of grade sheets on my desk. Uh, need to go back and look through, and I'll pass another. I'll pass out another thing, another sheet of grade checks this weekend. Uh, you know, those are those are important things. That's not just a wins and loss, wins and loss thing. That's a um, that's a life thing. You know, we're helping these these young men uh, become successful at life. We're sending kids to college to play football. Um, you know, that's that's awesome. You know, I, that's that, that's fantastic. They're getting most of their school paid for. I two weeks ago I had a young man come in to my office before the game that's playing football at Alderson brought us up in Philippi, West Virginia. And, you know, I just thought back to 2015 when I first met him. I thought there was no way this guy could play college football, but he kept getting better. And uh, he's got pretty size and, and speed and, and the things that you can't coach and uh, you know he's basically going to school for free he he lives uh, or he's from a very small town uh, up a holler here near our school and uh, I don't think he ever would have thought he would been playing college football you know two or three years ago, but he just kept at it and uh, his grades are right, his test score was right, and he has a chance to to play college play college football and I think it's it's just fantastic. So, you know, talking about our, our program, you know, we talk about, you know, you say don't have many goals, don't have things that, don't have a bunch of things you're focusing on. I know for us, it's, it's all win the day. That's it. That's all we want to do. Uh, we want to do it in the classroom, on the practice field, and the game field. And that's consistent. That's all I ever talk about. And, you know, we are very, very passionate about those three things. Um, you can get out of the weight room as a fourth thing as well. You're very passionate about the weight room. Um, but we want to win today be be great, be prepared, have a plan um, you know have a have a solid way about about doing that And if anybody out there in, in podcast land <laughs> has uh, questions or they they want some materials that that I've created over the years uh, practice plans, lifting schedules. Uh, those types of things, please feel free to email me at coach at gmail.com. Again, that is mindofafootballcoach of at gmail.com. I, I'm, I, feel, I will, if I could talk, uh, I will, will gladly share uh, any information with anybody that asked for it. I, I have no secrets. Uh, I've stolen most of the things that we've done from other people, and I think it's, it's my, my job to pass it on to others. I know I was talking to a, to a college coach that I go to church with, and uh, he said, hey, man, I really enjoy listening to your podcast. I was like, what? Like, you're Division II college football head coach. That is, that's wild. What do you mean you're listening to my podcast? Uh, you know, but there's not many football coaches doing podcasts out there. I think Jim Harbaugh just started his. I'm going to start listening to his uh, as well. She had a guy. We were playing a, a team uh, this year, and I had a guy on the sidelines um, say, "Hey, I really enjoy your podcast." And I'm like, "What in the world? This guy's just—he he listened to my podcast. Like that's wild." Uh, but I know. I, mean, I hope more guys start these, and we can listen to each other and gain ideas. And you know, as we finish the season here next month or so, getting into the uh, getting into the off season, I'd love to podcast with more guys. I think it's I think it's fantastic. And uh, I think it's really, really, really good. So uh, just to finish up here today, I, there's this this graphic, this picture, I guess it's not really a graphic, it's more a picture of of, of goals, and it, ta- it looks like um, you know one side has a ton of goals, one side has one side has one, and it, it is it's NASA's goals, in 19, let me pick this up so I can read it. It says it's NASA's goals in 1958 versus 1961. So in 1958, NASA was kind of struck. They were really struggling. They had eight goals, and they're very vague, (laughs) and nobody knows how they're going to accomplish any of this. And then in 1961, John F. Kennedy says, I believe that this nation should commit itself to achieving the goal before this decade is out of landing a man on the moon and returning him safely to the Earth. And then JFK drops the mic because... Uh, he set NASA's goals for them. They went from a bunch of goals to one. And was that goal huge? And what did it look impossible at the time? You betcha. Uh, And maybe that's the same thing in your life. Maybe what you're trying to do at your job seems impossible. Uh, Maybe it's, my gosh, I don't know if I can get there. And that's, you know, sometimes that's why I don't focus on a lot of goals myself. It's, Can I be the best today that I will ever be? And then obviously, you know, I do have as as professionally and I do have goals that are out there, but I don't focus on them a lot. I'm focusing on what am I doing today to reach those five, 10, 15, however many years it is. What are are you doing to like right now? You know, like what what are you doing with your life? What am I doing with my life to get to where we want to be? Um, you know because goals without work is just, those are those are just dreams those don't, those don't come true you know I knew I wanted to be a head coach before I was 30 years old and I busted my tail to get there um, went to every clinic I could go to network like crazy spent a whole lot of gas money um, you know trying to become the best coach I could possibly be and you know do I have a ways to go absolutely are there always critics yeah sure uh, like I told a player this past week, if you are in leadership, you got to be ready to take the junk. You know, you got to be ready for people to say stuff about you, critique you, and criticize you. Most most of the time, unfairly, um, you know. But you got you got to be willing to take it because you know everybody's going to take shots at, at leadership. And um, if you want to be a leader in life or in this world, um, then you have to be willing to accept criticism. And I'm sure JFK got a lot of criticism when he talked about wanting to go to the moon. Uh, but what's interesting is, if you read on in the book, how many things we had today that come from them trying to go to the moon that were not even goals. They didn't even, they, that wasn't like something they were trying to develop. Like a computer, I'm recording this on my cell phone, right? Or microwaves. Uh, those are things that were all developed because they were trying to get to the moon. And those are just developed along the way. So maybe you think your your professional goal is, is way out there, and unattainable but if you just go to work then those things that it will happen or it may happen. Um, and then maybe you'll find some other things along the way that you're like, man, I didn't even know I could do that or that existed uh, because just of the, of the work that you have put in. I know this whole podcast thing started just with typing a blog. I was like, Hey, I want to start blogging and uh, this podcast thing uh, happened because of it and I plan on doing this for a long, long time. Uh, you know, this is episode ten. I'm in double digits, yes. Uh, but um, I just hope that uh, you would find something that's burning deep inside of you and go chase it. Go win the day every day and, and chase after what your dreams are. And uh, thanks for listening. And have a wonderful, wonderful week.